Welcome back to the Lady Heather Show, where I talk about my life so you can forget about yours. Guess what? I'm not depressed. I'm not depressed. I'm feeling so, so, so much better. I'm sitting on a leather couch in my room, so if you hear uh, funky noises, it's just the couch. Um, Hi, I've missed you. Sorry this podcast is late. Please forgive me. This weekend... Um, well, last week, I don't even, we'll, we'll get into it, but I had a busy last week. Um, so Stella's birthday, her sixth birthday was December 28th of last year. And we just had her birthday party this weekend. (laughs) And, um, I, a, a late December birthday is probably, I mean, it's just awful. It's awful. It's awful. I feel bad for her because her birthday party always gets pushed off. Um, But this is definitely the latest. No, I think maybe when she was two, we didn't even have a party. So could be worse. But we did this really, really cute um, princess party bus. Um, I'll have to look up what it's called and I'll leave it in the show notes. But um, so this party bus comes and it's not like they don't take the kids anywhere Um, but it comes it pulls up either in front of your street or in your driveway and they put out a pink carpet and like ropes around the carpet and then all of the girls go inside the bus and they're playing music and they're getting their nails done and their hair done and playing dress up and getting makeup and glitter tattoos um And they also set up a beautiful table, like a table setting where girls drink, where the girls drink out of like little plastic champagne looking glasses and they have chargers and layered plates and sparkly um, tablecloth. I mean, just so cute. So the girls get all done up and then they come out and do a little fashion show and they take pictures and it was just it was so, so cute. Um, it was a smaller party because I, I don't even know what the maximum amount of girls was, but we only invited 12, and that was including Stella and Tori and Teddy. Um, hi, Snoopy. Hi, Snoopy. Come on. Come hang out with us. Um, so it was great, but last week I was frantically getting everything together for the party, making sure our house was decent enough and Tori gave uh, Stella the idea of an ice cream cake and I'm like okay great that's not something I can just run and pick up although I did find out that you can just get them at HEB uh, the grocery store they just have them ready to go I didn't know that Um, my first thought was Baskin Robbins but my experience with Baskin Robbins now is I think it is disgusting it's disgusting disgusting um i my theory is because nobody goes there anymore and so all of the ice creams taste like freezer burn therefore they all taste the same you know like freezer burn ice cream tends to have like a little bit of a fruity taste to it so even when you're eating like cookies and cream or something not fruity it has that gross taste to it that's that's how Baskin Robbins is. So Steven's like, what about Baskin Robbins for a cake? I'm like, no, absolutely not. Um, so I ended up getting it, uh, getting a cake at Marble Slab. And um, I think it's Cookie Chaos or something like that. It was so freaking good. So good. So I'm avoiding dairy and gluten. And for that cake, I said to hell with it, and I had a piece, and then I had a piece on Sunday, too. So good. Uh, I got two cakes. I probably could have gotten away with one. I was just so scared of not having enough, um, and I think they're like $35. they are less than $40 for the cake, and uh, it's so, so good. It was a very big hit. The kids loved it. Um, and so we, the parents just kind of hung out. I had, you know, adult snacks, not, not much, just chips and salsa and um, some pretzels, like finger foods and champagne, rosé, Topo Chico seltzers, 
it was just it was nice the weather was good it was a little toasty outside but it was great and Stella said that it was her dream party she's already asking if she can do that for her seventh birthday which is you know right around the corner I said yeah that sounds great I plan to be much more on top of things this year but if I'm not oh well I mean that's life Uh, But last week, I just, I'm trying to remember, I I was definitely, I think I had finally come out of the fog of my depression. And it's like, I've been, (laughs) sorry, Snoopy's clawing at me. Um, I've been in and out of depression and dealing with anxiety for so long that I think I just don't have high expectations of myself or my emotions and so coming out of it this time like I don't I feel different I feel better than I have in such a long time and I think it's because I've kind of flipped my life upside down um so after talking I I still haven't talked to my functional medicine doctor again Um, I did, I told y'all last time, right? I had to mail the poop off (laughs) uh, to get tested. So my GI tract is getting tested to see what's going on in my gut. So I'm still waiting to hear back from that. But in the meantime, my prescription, if you will, was stay away from gluten, stay away from dairy, um, cut back on alcohol. She said avoid it, but you're right. Uh, Cut back on alcohol Um, work out, do yoga, get sunshine every day, um, and take your vitamins, vitamin D, uh, I take fish oil pills, um, what else do I take, um, not magnesium, what the hell is it, calcium, calcium, um, I don't know, but take, she hasn't prescribed me any supplements yet, this is just other stuff that I was taking, probiotic, she did say take a probiotic, which, I've been doing that and I I decided okay I you know I wanted I was hoping for a pill that would just fix it and um that wasn't possible so it's like I I had I have to be responsible for this so I I didn't feel good I didn't feel like doing any of this and that's what makes it so hard is like when you feel so bad how do you get yourself out of it to make the changes that you need to make and I was telling Stephen today that you know trying to fix one thing at a time like eat healthier or you know work out but not really eat healthier not changing you know, my drinking habits, not of, you know, eating whatever I want, you know, but like doing little things here and there, taking vitamins. But if you're only doing a little bit, I mean, I I definitely think anything, you know, moving towards making yourself healthy is good. But for me, if I, I feel like I feel so good right now because I've completely changed my lifestyle like how I'm treating myself and my time and my body and I felt like doing one thing at a time it kind of you're one foot in one foot out and the one foot is in quicksand and it just kind of keeps pulling you back in and I think for the past couple of years at least that's where I've been and I am so insanely obsessed with working out right now. This is how I used to be. Lip Gloss Barbie says hello. She says hello. I cannot remember the last time that I have been so excited to work out. And it's not about my body. It's just the act of doing it. I'm freaking loving it. And... I think in, in changing the way that I'm eating and sleeping more and all of these changes combined are making it possible for me to enjoy working out. But I've been going to 
um, hot works. Google it if you don't have one around you, if you haven't heard of it. It's freaking amazing. You work out in 125 degree heat in a little sauna. I only book classes where I'm by myself. I have not worked out and I will not be that close to somebody I know or somebody I don't know because it's disgusting because you're sweating out every toxin in your body. Um, but... I've been doing Pilates classes, booty bands. Um, I haven't done the yoga, isometric class, um, bar class, but they're like 30 to 40 minutes each and super, super hot, but they're so amazing. Now I've gotten to where I like to do two back to back, which is probably a little crazy, but I just love it. It doesn't feel like I'm working out. It just feels like I'm, it feels like a hobby. And that's, that feels crazy to say. Um, So I've been doing that. And then also our trainer comes um, two days a week. And so Steven and I work out with him. We work out outside unless the weather is bad. And that's just super nice to be working out outside but on days when I can't make it to hot works I've been um, doing workouts at home like lifting just using 15 pound dumbbells mostly and then bands around my legs like doing I don't know just working out making myself sweat listening to music and I want to start getting in hot girl walks just putting headphones on and just walking And maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Tomorrow I have nothing to do. Nothing to do. Nothing to do. No one will be at the house. No trainer, no housekeeper. I know. The most bratty issues. But the house will be empty. The girls will be at school. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I've caught up on... I have Bible study on Wednesdays. And I was so behind on my homework. You're supposed to do a devotional, you know, or, or do reading and homework every day. And I was two weeks behind. So I sat for a couple of hours today and did all of it, which was absolutely amazing and filled my soul. Um, but it freed me up so that tomorrow is just like, I don't know, free. So I'll probably do um, at least one class at hot works and then I have a 20 pound weighted vest so I kind of want to put that on and put a hat on and a sports bra and some pants and just go walk the streets of of Greatwood and listen to a audiobook or a podcast. I also might want to float around the pool and read a book. I know I've got some good paperbacks that I can take in the pool, but I'm super excited to just do nothing. I, I, I'm at peace right now. And I don't know. I, I don't know if I didn't have the luxury of time and money, how I would have, how do you snap out of depression and really bad health habits? It's, so often good health is it really is a luxury and I know anybody can do anything from anywhere you know there are little things you can do without money or without a lot of time but I realize that I am fighting so hard for my health and I have everything on my side going for me and I feel very, very thankful for it. And I'm not taking this for granted. It makes me emotional just thinking about it. It just sucks that it's not a, it's not easy. It's not easy. It's not easy. And I realize how blessed I am and how lucky I am to be in the situation that I am. And I'm just fighting for my health not only because of how it was making me feel, but because of how it was affecting my marriage and our family. Like, I don't know. Are we all, like, did COVID do this to all of us? And we're all going to look back in 10 years and 
look at this this grouping of a couple of years that was just pure shit? I hope so. Or maybe it's just me. I don't know. You know those people? Are you one of those people who got super healthy during COVID? I think that started my spiral. That was so scary and stressful. Also, speaking of COVID, one of my uh, friends brought up to me today, like my hormones being all messed up um, could be because of the vaccine. And I'm not gonna go down that path. I don't, the, the issues that I've been having, I think are, were way before and also way after I had gotten the vaccine. So I don't necessarily think that's it. But being a woman is so tough because so many of the issues that I have and the symptoms that I have can fit into so many different categories. It can be so overwhelming to decide what you're going to focus on and how to treat whatever it is. It's just difficult. So I told her, I'm like, yeah, I mean, I have no idea. Could it be my implants? Maybe. Could it be the COVID shot? I don't think so, but maybe. Could it be because I removed my tubes um, after Teddy and that's throwing my hormones and my body completely off? Maybe. Could it be because I have leaky gut and I've had a shitty lifestyle for a couple of years? Yeah, maybe. Maybe to all of those things. So... Right now, I'm doing what my functional medicine doctor told me to do. I'm keeping my head down and doing my homework for myself. And so far, I feel so good. I feel so good that I kind of have popped back on Instagram, only on Instagram stories. Um, On Instagram, like posting a still photo or I still feel so sensitive to comments like one negative comment sends me or what I perceive as a negative comment sends me spiraling down and Stella what do you need come here what speak Stella okay that's why I did x and then oh okay can I have I'm recording right now you want to say hi you could speak. Say hi. Hi. Okay, so. <laughs> please get out. Nope. Nope. Please get out. Shut the door. Thank you. She couldn't help herself. She had to come in. Oh my God. Now where was I? Um, oh, Instagram. So I just wanted to pop in and say hi and talk and then because this podcast was so late I just decided to keep you know talking on my stories and I posted some videos or you know did some stories of the girls and I just felt like I don't know insecure or second guessing myself and I hate that like holy shit holy Snoopy scared me so bad. She just jumped up on the bed and I thought Stella was crouching down and jumped up. Okay. But I don't know. I'm still, I still don't like the environment of Instagram. For some reason, it just makes me feel bad. It makes me feel like I need to be caught up on everything. And because I do follow a lot of, oh my gosh, what? What? What do you want? Come here. Come say hi. It's been a while since you've said hello. Hi. Who is that? It's the whole world. Oh. <laughs> it's a podcast. Okay. What do you What do you want? You can have fruit. Nope. Do it. But I really want chips, please. Tori. Please. Fine. Please leave me alone. Okay. Love you. Love you, bye. Hey, shut the door. Get Roman out. Roman. Please. No, don't pull his tail. Go. Please shut my door. Thank you. Bye. Uh, okay, I don't like the environment 
of Instagram. And maybe because I've been off for so long, when I click back on, I see friends and things that they're posting and I feel like, oh shit, I'm so far behind in watching their stuff. And I don't know, it just, I can't describe the way that it makes me feel. I like talking into my phone, obviously, because that's what I'm doing here. So I like talking into my phone, whether it's on video or podcast, but I get overwhelmed by the DMs that I get after I post, which is so lovely of everybody to even talk to me. But I'm so, I probably have 50 DMs that I haven't opened from the stories from over the weekend. And that feels stressful. I feel like an a-hole for not responding. Um, But I don't know. I'm, do I want to go back to stories? I kind of feel like, uh tiktok would be a good platform for me and it would kind of pull me away and give me a fresher start you know but at the same time i think people on tiktok like commenters can be so mean and am i ready for that probably not so i don't know what i'm doing but i'm missing um a greater connection and in I've been in such a standstill in my life for so long, like, let's just call it survival mode, emotionally and mentally, that I don't dream of anything. I don't know what I want to do with myself. And to me, that's really sad because I really do feel like I have so much to offer the world. And I don't know, I'm praying to try to figure out what I'm supposed to be doing. Because I want to do something. I want to do something outside of my family and, you know, outside of my little circle. For so long, Blue Lion was my, like, my creative outlet to the world and to create good. And now I don't have that, which is a relief because it's so much less stress, but it's also like, I don't know, I need to give myself to something, to people, to the world, and I don't know what that looks like. Will you hire me? Do you need me for your team? Uh, I don't really need money. Just kidding. I mean, I, whatever. I, I don't know. You know, you read books where people just start working at floral, floral shops or, you know, I've, daydreamed about being an offshore fisherman which is the dumbest wildest dream but I don't know I just want to do something I I don't know I want to help a company grow and I'm not ready to start my own company again so I don't know if you have any ideas or need me for your business please hit me up Heather Suchma at yahoo.com. That's where business inquiries can go. Uh, Snoopy will respond as soon as she can. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm tired of being in survival mode. And I don't know if this is, you know, the parting of the clouds is a temporary thing or if I'm really making some headway in my mental and physical health. And I just pray that I am. Because Lord knows I don't want to slide back down. I just got to keep pushing forward. And maybe I'll keep posting on Instagram stories. Maybe. Or maybe I will try TikTok. Not really, not fully sure. Okay, what else do we need to talk about? Um, Okay, so my friend asked me, what have I been eating? Because I'm trying to explain to her, like, she's in the same hormonal boat as I am. Like, our bodies are just kind of messed up hormonally. And it is very difficult to lose weight because of these hormonal imbalances. And I just told her that I have had to completely change everything. I I feel like my life is literally different now in every way. Um, but I'm not restricting myself in any way. I'm not counting calories. I mean, I guess I am restricting because I'm staying away from gluten and dairy and cutting back on alcohol, but, um, gluten is actually pretty easy. Uh, so when I go out to eat, I just Google beforehand or ask the waiter, 
about that. And dairy is pretty easy too. I'm not going insane over dairy. Um, I like when I'm out to eat, I'm specifically picking things that don't have dairy in them. But if there's a little butter used to cook something, like I'm not freaking out over that. And I guess what I'm not doing mainly is eating cheese, like the rat that I used to be. And I'm not eating, you know, creamy dressings or, um, yeah, just avoiding dairy. But if there's a little here or there, like the Chick-fil-A buffalo sauce has dairy. It has no gluten, but that is my favorite buffalo sauce ever. I think like the Frank's hot sauce, there's other ones that don't have dairy, but damn, that that Chick-fil-A buffalo just has my heart. And I do a grilled chicken on a gluten-free bun and their fries are great. Um, but I've been eating a lot more fruit, bananas and apples and berries and eggs. And if I get salads, I just make sure there's no cheese or, you know, I choose the dressing accordingly, no dairy. And I don't know, just, just avoiding those things. And that was enough for me to change. Like that felt like, okay, I don't want to stress myself out or put myself on a diet because I don't want to spiral. Um, so that's been working well. And again, I made those changes not to lose weight, but to try to make myself feel better, to clear up some of the brain fog, to make me less tired. And so far, it's definitely been working. We went out for Mexican food on Saturday, just Stephen and I, and we're like, okay, let's have this, you know, let's, let's have a cheat meal. Let's do it. So we had margaritas. We had, oh, and I've been, I don't eat like, not that I had a ton before, but I don't really eat. I'm not eating sugary things at all now. Um, but so we had margaritas and then we had queso and then we shared like fajita tacos with a bunch of cheese in it. And I ate a ton of queso and then I ate half a half a quesadilla, but I felt so awful by the time we left. And it's like, why did I do that? Was it worth it? Not, it has nothing to do with the weight or my progress. It's just like, I felt so sick and gross afterwards. So I found that I can go out and eat Mexican food and eat chips and salsa and then eat corn tortillas and fajita meat and it feels great with, you know, guacamole or avocado and it feels indulgent but not I leave not feeling sick and maybe have a glass of wine instead of a margarita. Um and that is great. But I don't even have the desire to drink that much anymore. I, I really think that low-dose naltrexone is, is making me not want to drink, which is lovely. Lovely. Definitely helpful. Um, okay, so I feel like I need to bring you some, some like, not, not just talking about myself, but some other things for you. Okay, so the podcast that I have been obsessed with these past couple of weeks, um, I started listening to um, a podcast called Sympathy Pains. And it's about this girl who faked having um, lymphoma, maybe, or other illnesses. And they're interviewing all of these people who she affected, like how their lives changed because of her deception. And it's a little slow, a little boring, but it's worth listening to. I, I'm not fully obsessed with it, but it's, I'm, I'm listening to it. Um, also, another really good podcast, Twin Flames. I told you about this uh, on the last episode, but I started listening to it, and it's about this cult-like pyramid scheme feeling um, I, I company. 
Um, but it's where people believe that you have one twin flame, like you have one soulmate out there, one twin flame, and that you should fight to be with them at all costs, like including harassment charges and everything. If they say no, you just keep pushing ahead. And so stories of people who were so, um, it's like Nexium or like, um, Scientology, like people that are so into it where their lives just get turned upside down. And it's, it's interesting. That's definitely, um, more fast moving, more, more juicy. Um, also one of my all time favorite podcasts is be there in five. And it's, is she does long form podcasts, which is my absolute favorite. So usually her podcasts are anywhere from like an hour and a half to two and a half hours. And I love, love, love that. I love it. She's so insightful and smart and creative and objective. Um, her name is Kate Kennedy. Be there in five. I highly recommend it. She's done some really interesting deep dives. So I pay extra also. I'm on Patreon. I pay for her extra episodes. Um, Who else do? I also pay for um, Heather McDonald, Juicy Scoop, uh, for her extra episodes because I live live for her. Um, What other ones do I have written down? Okay, TV shows. Ozarks is back on. It's it started. Uh, the final few episodes were released, and we are probably about halfway through those final episodes. And it's really good, but it took me a second to kind of get back into the episodes. Like it just felt kind of forced and strange, and I don't know if that's because I it's been a while since. I've watched the previous episodes and it's just kind of like getting back into it or if the beginning felt a little disjointed and a little weak. I'm not really sure, but I'm interested to see what's going to happen. It's a wild ride. I think that Ozarks overall, and I'm glad, I have no idea how it's going to end, but I'm glad that it's ending and it's like, closing a book and having it be one of the best books you've ever read and then wanting to go back and read that book over and over again and some there's something beautiful about that as opposed to books that have you know um trilogies or whatever you call it where the books just keep going on and on and on and on like let this be a beautiful piece and i think that's what ozarks is going to be i hope the ending you know just makes it great. So we're catching up on that. Um, I'm also watching uh, Married at First Sight Australia. So the Married at First Sight in America is good. It's fine. It, I feel like it drags on a little bit. My favorite episodes are the ones where they're getting married. I usually fast forward through all of the pre-marriage stuff where they're just interviewing the people or following them around one-on-one. I like to start really watching as soon as they're walking down the aisle and they're seeing each other. That first reaction is just so fascinating. I'm such an empath that I like dive in and just imagine being each person walking down the aisle and then imagine what it would feel like meeting them and getting to know them, how it's unfolding on TV, like what that would feel like, would I like this person? If I were the guy, would I like this girl? Like it's very deep and I don't know, I just, I'm so curious. So I I do enjoy it. And I like the honeymoon too, because that's really when they're first starting to hang out with each other. So I really like that. Um, But then after that, like when they go to their shared apartments and get back to normal life, I kind of think that's boring, like whatever. And then even the after show or like the finale when they're deciding if they're going to stay married or not, it's okay. I usually fast forward through a bunch of that. So I would give Married at First Sight America, like the regular, you know, American one, I would give it 6.5 out of 10. 
if I'm being honest. And then there's Married at First Sight Australia, which is a completely different animal, a completely different animal. Same thing, you're meeting the people beforehand, the camera's kind of following them around, getting to see their family, then they tell their family, guess what, I'm getting married to a stranger. But the Australians are just more interesting and like the girls are more chic and sassy. Sassy is the stupidest word, but you know what I mean? Like they're just more interesting and edgy maybe. Um, and so I, I enjoy looking at them more and I just think they're cooler. So number one, the, the, the people just seem cooler and more diverse, not necessarily in like ethnically, but personality wise, it's just like different types of people. And I like that. Um, So I do the same thing. I kind of fast forward through the beginning, but they really get right into it. They don't, they don't clog things up with too much beforehand. So then you see them walk down the aisle. And again, it's my favorite part. I, I, I will rewind to go back to watch each of their expressions. And then it's just so fascinating. And um, so I think on this, there's only a few episodes on this latest season of Australia and they're on their honeymoons now. And it's, it is so good. But the Australia one, instead of them just going two months or however long the American one is, and then deciding, okay, are you going to stay married? And the Australian one, every week, they have a little ceremony where they write on a piece of paper. Each of them writes on a board or a piece of paper. I want to stay. I want to leave. And let's say you and I are a couple. And I write that I want to leave. And you write that you want to stay. Well, that means that we have to stay for another week. And I don't know. It just makes it so interesting. And then the last season, there were couples who were like cross cheating on each other, which is awful, but really juicy. So I really, I'm, that's probably my favorite, favorite TV show now. And then 90 Day Fiance just, I think they're all, 90 Day Fiance is like baseball. Like it's on all year, all, it never stops. But I think it's just 90 Day Fiancé, not before the 90 days, not after, not single life, but just the regular 90 Day Fiancé is just kind of restarting, and I like the people that are on it, so I recommend that. Real Housewives lately has been a snooze fest. Every episode. I think Orange County was a waste of my time. I was so excited to see Heather Dubrow back on because... I think I equally love and, I don't want to say hate, I love and don't like her equally at the same time. I think that she's different. She really is, I'm speaking objectively, um, aspirational. You know, they're successful. They have the huge house. They have a big family that seems to all really get along together, Um and the money, watching it on TV, it's just interesting to watch. It's, it's aspirational. But I also listen to her podcast, and she's just a little, she's out of touch, man. She's gone, and every episode, um, she's breaking down the episode with a couple of other people, and they're giving their opinions. But yes, they're being honest, but they're, they work with and for Heather DeBrow. So they're their takes are not that hot on things, but I just thought it was boring. There was nothing that happened this season. Um, I'm excited. I hear from what I understand, they're doing like reboots of a bunch of the um, casts where there's going to be like the old school people and then a new fresh group of housewives. So I think that'll be fun. It, It needs to be shaken up. I think summer house this season was pretty boring. Uh, yeah, again, didn't really hold my interest the way that seasons past have. And maybe it's just me or maybe things are just a little bit boring. I am looking forward to watching the Summer House um, reunion. So we'll see. Also, I have been watching the Johnny Depp trial. I put it on YouTube in the morning and you can pause it 
like throughout the day and it even though it's live it'll stay paused and you could go back and push play and then just catch up so I think I think court cases in general I've never been um on a jury but I think it would be so fun and so interesting and so I think I'm just kind of pretending that I'm on the jury for this trial as well and just having such a good time watching this. I think the lawyers sometimes can be so petty towards each other. Every time they approach the bench to speak to the judge, it feels like Tori and Stella running up to tattle on each other, but in a very calm, collected way, and they want to see who's right. It's just, I don't know, but I love it. I, if you're not watching it, it's it's good. And I know some people do really good recaps of it, but there's really, you know, if you're doing stuff around the house or just driving, having it on in the background and listening is, I love it. I love it so much. What else did I write down to talk to you about? I hope this episode is okay. I feel like I've been stumbling over my words because I don't want to bore you. I feel a lot of pressure to make this a decent episode because it's late and I don't know if I'm succeeding. Um, okay. So last week at, in my Bible study, um, we're learning about the, the, or we're studying the armor of, of God. And somehow, um, we were discussing our, like our, our personalities and how we're all different and whether we have high expectations of people if we have yeah high expectations of people and I said no I don't and I think it's I don't have high expectations of people I don't believe I do um I don't rely on people for much I should rely on my friends more and I I'm not a good friend because I'm very um, I'm like a turtle in my shell, um, but I don't, I don't need a lot from other people, so I don't expect a lot from other people, and that goes same with Stephen, like they were, the other girls in, the, in our Bible study were like, wow, that must be so nice to not have high expectations, I'm like, well, maybe I'm, maybe I'm doing it wrong, you know, like maybe I, I should have higher expectations for people Maybe I would make different choices about who I have in my life. I don't know, but I don't. I don't need a lot from other people, so I don't have high expectations of other people. And with Stephen, the number one thing I need to feel from him is I need to feel understood. If I feel like he understands me, I feel like he's giving me freedom to be myself, and I feel like him understanding me allows him to truly love me where I'm at. And that's all I want. I just want to be loved where I'm at. That's it. I want him to not have high expectations of me. That's what I want. Stephen naturally has higher expectations, not of strangers. Really, he has high expectations of me and the girls and of himself. And I don't think I have terribly high expectations of myself either, which sounds horrible but it kind of goes hand in hand with perfectionism am i a perfectionist absolutely not do i beat myself up when i do something wrong because i can't believe i did that no i expect to do things wrong like i i'm not a perfectionist at all but one of the other one of the other girls said that she is a perfectionist when it comes to spaces and places. And I'm like, you know what? I am too, because I don't have high expectations of people, but I need my house to be in order. I need my car to be in order. And what that boils down to is it creates the mood, the vibe around me and I'm the experience. It creates the experience that I'm having. And if it's messy, it feels heavy, it feels suffocating. Um, I like things to be visually pleasing. I like things to be done well. You know, if, if I go out to a restaurant and 
the waitress is slow or forgets something, my reaction is, well, she's probably had a bad day or she has a ton of stuff going on. But if the restaurant is dusty, if the light fixtures are dusty, if the bathroom is dirty, there are no excuses for that. I have no, I have very little patience or tolerance for bad experiences as far as places go. And I think that's what made Stephen and I so successful with Blue Lion and with creating experiences because we do have really high expectations and wants in experiences. And that to me, that's not just the restaurants I go to, the hotels that I go to. And it doesn't matter how expensive a place is because I have a favorite Walmart because I think this Walmart is done really well. I like the people there. I like the way it's set up. I, you know, it's done well. It's done really well. And then there's Walmarts that are horrible. Same with fast food restaurants, same with five-star restaurants, same with hotels, a cheap little hotel and a big hotel, you know, gyms. Like there's... (laughs) I, I, I want a good experience and I want to feel good. And that means that things need to be cared for around me. And in my own life, I have to do that. And so I struggle a lot with like our girls being children and making messes and having to remind them constantly to put things away and feeling like I'm the only one who fights to keep this house the way that I do. And that's partially true because I'm the only one who is losing sleep or, you know, has anxiety over things not being right. But I love beautiful spaces. It just makes me feel happy and at peace but it will also bring me unrest if things aren't right. So I just thought that was interesting. It's a good question. It's an interesting question to ask yourself because some of the other girls are like, yes, I'm, I have high expectations of people, but not necessarily of places. And, you know, I don't know. I just think that's, that's super, super interesting. I'm enjoying Bible study. I need to, my, my action items, I need to wake up and I need to open my Bible. Every single day, I need to do that because I fill my day with things that, I fill my day with things that will never fill the hole that I have in my heart. And I know that sounds cheesy, but it's a million percent true. I feel so much peace when I'm centering my life around God. And it's so easy for every day to just, I don't know, to be so focused in what's happening around me, the circumstances, letting my feelings guide everything. And it feels nice when I'm centered and balanced with God like I should be. And again... I have time for that. So I'm fighting for my health and I need to fight for my relationship with God because he's just standing right there waiting for his little lost sheep to come back. (sighs) Okay, are you sick of me yet? Are you sick of me? Do you want me back on Instagram? Are you enjoying me still being there? Should I move over to TikTok? What else? Oh, I forgot to tell you. I think I went and saw a doctor... Um, I forget her name, Christy Sumpner. There we go. Good job, Heather. Um, She is a plastic surgeon. She's like on the north side of Houston, 290 and Jones Road, whatever. Um, Her office is called Winds of Change. So that sounded just hippy dippy enough. And on her website, you know, I saw stuff about explant surgery. Um, She was amazing. So she spent an hour with me talking. She did a breast exam. We talked about what, you know, physically what I liked, what I didn't like about my boobs now. And, you know, I talked to her about all of the symptoms that I'm having. And, you know, she's like every person that I've explanted has felt immediately better, immediately. And I'm like, okay, well, have you ever had anybody go back? Because do you know what she told me? Do you know what she told me? She told me that without the implant, 
I would have about a B cup. What? I'm a D or double D now. And that's partially because I'm overweight. Yo girl is thick. So if I took all of my excess fat away, I just don't even know what I would have left. But again, health is the number one priority in this. Um, but it was just shocking to hear that I would be a B. And it made me ask, like, does have you ever had to go back in and put implants back in? And she said that, yes, one time she has. And she feels like she's about to have somebody else that she's going to put them back in. She said, strangely, both of them were going through a divorce and they got their implants out. And now both of these women are getting back with their ex-husbands and want the implants back in. So I think that's interesting. I am going to continue to go down the path that I'm on and fighting for my health and all these other areas that I can control before I go under the knife again and take these implants out. I still, you know, I I still think that the risks that come with implants is scary. It really is scary. You know, the black box warning that they have to put on there and for, I didn't realize this, but implants, the issue or the, the cancer risk is not, it's not breast cancer. It's a type of lymphoma. It's a cancer that forms in the scar tissue around the, the capsule of your breast implant. And of course, not everybody gets it, but you are at risk for that. And you know, eventually, I'm not going to have these same implants in forever. I've had them in for, what, seven years now? Um, so eventually, I'm going to have to do something. I'm either going to have to change them out or I'm going to choose to take them out. So I think that eventually, I will just take them out. I don't want to have to keep going back under the knife and and getting new implants every 10 to 15 years. And I don't like the risk associated with it. So... I think eventually I will have them taken out. That will be my next surgery to have them taken out. Um, I don't know when it will be, but we'll see. But I'm just going to keep continuing to do what I'm doing. And I already, I feel so much better now, just a couple of weeks. Oh, and I've lost weight. Yo, I've lost weight. Finally, the scale is moving. So with my trainer, he, I, I'm not weighing myself at home every day because I don't, I, st- I feel like that would mess me up mentally because right now I really am just trying to feel better. That really is the motivation. That was the motivation. And now I'm just enjoying my life and how I feel doing things. But it is really good to see that I am gaining muscle and losing fat and losing inches. And today, my trainer said, he's like, I can really see a difference in your face. I'm like, thank Lord, because I'm busting my butt. (sighs) Okay, that's it. That's it for now. I love you. Thank you for being patient with me. Please leave me five stars, even though I'm the most undeserving podcaster that ever lived. But you know what? One day I might really need a job or I might want a job and (laughs) you might be able to help me. So please leave me a good review. I love you so much. I'll see you on Instagram stories. Maybe love you. Bye.